The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. Coming to you live from my Windows 7 machine and Ice Planet Zero. Um, okay, well, this isn't going to like air live, um, but I record it like it's live and I don't do edits unless I have guests and there's a request or something like that. But even that you'll usually hear me mention. Um, so it might as well be live. <laughs> but here I am, baby, the golden stallion, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, Dr. Brian Sovereign, ready to share with you um, something that I've been testing for uh, really a few weeks now um, and that I was aware of previously and that may surprise some that I would talk about it, but I want you to give it a chance. Let me make my case and explain who this is for, because what we are talking about is Chrome OS, more specifically Chrome OS Flex. Now, if you were a member of the Sovereign Tech Patreon, patreon.com slash Sovereign Tech, um, I actually answered a question uh, about Chrome OS and its continued viability um, on a Wednesday Q&A. Now, I'm not going to retread that ground here, but to some degree I will just because of the subject matter. Um, and I want to cover this. And again, I, I really tested this very extensively because if there were any real flaws I wanted you to know about it and I wanted to be able to walk away saying, no, I don't recommend this shit. Just like, are we going to recommend the DuckDuckGo browser coming out supposedly, I think in 2022? Fuck no. And listen to the, you know, most recent sovereign short called Duck Duck Never Again to understand why. So what is this Chrome OS Flex and why am I wasting my time talking or why, <laughs> why am I bothering uh, to talk about it? Chrome OS Flex actually isn't something new. It's new in that, you know, somewhat of its its capabilities that it has now are new. Um, it's now the official Google release of this because originally Chrome OS Flex was something called Cloud Ready. Cloud Ready was originally a company that was effectively making Chrome OS work on devices that were not sponsored or, you know, that were not approved by Google. Um but that it made sense to do it because Chrome OS is such a lightweight operating system and a secure one, both of those things, because it is those two things. Um, Cloud ready saw a market opportunity to have a lot of old, either government or school, uh, though kind of repeating myself there, um, <laughs> hardware, uh, and update it and give it, you know, a fresh coat of paint and, you know, make it relevant you know, make like older computers relevant again via Chrome OS, you know, while being again, modern and still secure. And in the abstract, it's a great idea. Um, it's not that different from why we recommend or, you know, why a lot of security researchers or myself would recommend, yeah, you know, get a lightweight Linux distro and pop that on your old computer. And, you know, you breathe new life into the computer and you can keep on using it, um, you know, and then, well, we could get into a whole other conversation around security, which we may get to in this sovereign short anyway. Regardless, Cloud Ready's idea was a good one, um, especially if you have concerns uh, of a more ecological bent where you don't want, you know, a ton of computers that work perfectly well, 
that have hard drives that probably got a good long life on them yet, even if they've been around for 10 years. You know, especially if it's older hard drives, right? Those babies, some of them can last forever uh, or seemingly uh, or, you know, pop some spin right on that action and, and get that baby back and, you know, back going. <laughs> but regardless, um, you know, it, like if, if you have that concern, OK, you don't want all these old machines getting tossed in. Now, I think that that concern like and I'm sure Google is able to like greenwash and write off a lot of environmental tax cuts or whatever, you know, uh, uh, because of, of this. Um, but again, Google bought cloud ready a few years ago. Um, and now they finally did a rebrand and they're making the cloud ready product, um, more available and particularly for PCs and Mac. Now I think that this is actually a brilliant move as it was when cloud ready was doing it. Now Chrome OS flex is in early access. That's important to note. Okay. I will talk about my testing of it. Um, but it is in early access. Uh, let me give you the system requirements. Again, this is effectively putting Chrome OS onto a PC or Mac, including older computers. But let's talk about the system requirements before we go further. Uh, minimum device requirements. In fact, I'll have a link in the show notes for the nine to five Google story from a few weeks ago. Um, if you want to check that out and, and get more details on it. And there's even a page that you can look up where Google gives you, um, compatible, like tested devices, even though you really, you can try it on anything. And I've tried it on a few different devices and didn't have any issue, but I'll talk about that more later. Uh, so, all right. Minimum uh, device requirements it needs to be Intel or AMD X six, X 86, 64 bit compatible device. So, 64 bit. Um, anyway, that that's not too crazy, right? Because 64 bit processors have been pretty dominant for over a decade now. Um, four gig of Ram, 16 gig of internal storage. Uh, it is bootable. You know, it's, you gotta be able to boot from a USB drive. So, and that does put some limitations on how old you can go. Um, and you have to configure the BIOS a bit. Uh, and then it says note, um, into, or let's see, processor and graphics, uh, components made before 2010 might result in a poor experience. So it's not that computers that came out before 2010 can't do it. You just might run into a poor experience. Uh, and it says note Intel GMA 500, 600, 3600 and 3650 graphics hardware do not meet Chrome OS flex performance standards. And that is definitely going to wipe out a lot of older machines, but you know, anything a decade and newer, like it, it's going to do wonders for you uh, most likely. And there, again, like I said, there is a specific uh, certified models list, even though you can try it out on a lot of different things or a lot of, you know, different uh, uh, hardware configurations. Now, it's important to note what this doesn't do. This does not give you the Google Play Store on an old PC. Um, for a lot of people, what makes Chrome OS palatable is having the Google Play Store, is being able to use Android apps on a desktop environment, you know, in such an easy fashion. Um, and yeah, it may not do secure boot, right? But you're still getting a lot more security than most of the operating systems that would get put onto. And that includes, frankly, um, depending upon how it's configured, a lot of Linux distros. Uh, you're getting a lot more security here. Privacy, is that going out, to, out the door when you put Google's Chrome OS Flex on there? Yeah, an argument could be, could be made for that. Um, but then I think... Google's primary focus with this is 
in the enterprise space, government, etc. Okay, like and, and of course education. That's where they're looking, you know, to, to for, for this to really get implemented. I don't think there's so much looking for you know the average consumer space, um, you know, to be so interested um, in doing this. I did it anyway, um, and I put it on a ASUS L203MA. Now, amazingly, that computer, which I've had for years. Um, I've recommended that little laptop many times over. It's a sub $200 laptop that actually does pretty good plays well with pretty much any Linux distro, including modern ones. Um, like normally I would run, you know, Fedora on it, but it is amazingly on the certified, uh, uh hardware list, the L203 MA specifically. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it's a very popular little computer. It's, it's kind of the, to me, it's like the raspberry Pi of, um, like 11 inch laptops. Um, again, it's, it's a small machine, but it, it, I was surprised because even it has a successor that came out about uh, two years ago, maybe, or maybe a little over a year ago called the, you know, the L210, um, MA. And that one was not certified, which surprised me maybe it's just not as popular but the l203 is one that gets recommended a lot especially if you want like a burner laptop it's very popular for that so i ran chrome os flex on it yeah i didn't get the google play store i didn't really care um you know i mean i guess it would have been nice but i'm not surprised that it's not there and part of that comes down to google play security model like you know, relies upon review of hardware configurations and you just can't count on that uh, with Chrome OS Flex. I could see a change in the future where there could be like a certified list that would allow for the Google Play Store to be on there. But I always think you're going to run into, you know, some kind of oddities with it. Um, that said, you can take advantage of, uh, is it Crustini? You can take advantage of, you know, like potentially installing Linux software on there. So you're not wholly reliant upon using the Chrome browser in this case. Um, but that said, you know, un unless you're like somebody who, I don't know, like me, like you're a tech journalist or you're on a tech podcast or a YouTube show or something where you test stuff out. Um, okay. This could be of interest to you to show it off and whatever. Um, or, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, grandma, or whoever, you know, needs a, wants a computer and you're like, holy shit, she just does not need windows. And most people, frankly, don't, um, you know, I'm going to toss Chrome OS on there and she's going to have an easy time, uh, you know, with it and with an old machine or something. Yeah. It's, it's useful there as well. And really, I think it's valid and useful there. You're not going to fucking teach grandma how to use Linux and grandma is not going to engage in best practices. Privacy is as much about mindset as it is what you do in software and on the operating system. And grandma's not going to do it. Okay. I'm not insulting grandma. I am just saying she's not gonna. And so, you know, doing something like this and making use of all these old computers is a great, fine, dandy, wonderful thing, because there's no reason that, I mean, the, all of the computers that have been made, at least even in the past 10 years, there's no reason for any of them really, you know, unless you did something crazy. There's no need for any of them to end up in a landfill. I don't care how you feel about environmentalism or ecology or whatever. I, I don't give a shit if you agree with it or not. Okay. This is a matter of like engineering. And right now it is a matter of supply chain. There is no reason that those computers should end up in a landfill. Okay. Now speaking of supply chain, there's the other deal. Why is Google doing this? Well, I think a big part of it 
In fact, it's funny that this also works with Macs, which essentially makes them the most premium Chromebooks on the planet, <laughs> or at least if you put Chrome OS Flex on them. Um, I think a big part of this, just like a big part of the reason, oh, why is Apple suddenly agreeing with right to repair? Why are the tech giants suddenly like, oh yeah, right to repair is great. Why is Google suddenly allowing Chrome OS to get installed on, you know, PCs and Macs? It all comes down to like these companies can't like they just cannot develop new hardware or they can't like produce it. They can develop it all day long, but they can't get it shipped. They can't get it gold. It's not going to happen. So even the tech giants are like, holy shit, you got to buy us like five years, 10 years of supply chain time um, because we're totally fucked. And so we're going to have to go back, which is funny because this is what I've been arguing for forever. Take old machines and, you know, just just bring them back to life, um, you know, with other operating systems or whatever. And some or, you know, a couple of modern components here and away you go. Uh, but th this is this is the stage that that Silicon Valley is in. This is the stage that the you know, the computer industry in general is in is, yeah, they, they've got to repurpose old hardware. And I think it's great. I just think it's terrible that it took a supply. It took supply chain issues and, um, you know, a pandemic and whatever else, you know, to to, to make it happen, um, because this is the kind of thing that actually staves off. And this is why I really love it. This is the kind of thing that staves off what I consider one of the great enemies. And that is the Church of Eternal Growth. Like, oh, we have to keep innovating, even when we innovate past perfection, which we've done countless times now. Uh, you know, we, we have to we have to keep innovating. We have to keep growing. We need more users. We need blah, 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 blah. Again, I think this is great. The other part that I like about this. OK, you, you, yeah. So I think this is great because, again, it staves off the church of eternal growth. The other part that I like about this is, look, like I was saying earlier, most people don't fucking need Windows. They don't need Windows. Windows is a goddamned hazard. It is a, I mean, it's not the coof, but it's a fucking plague on the planet. Now, wait, you might be saying, uh, uh, Stallion, you, you said you were coming from a Windows 7 machine. Yes, I'm coming from a Windows 7 machine, a repurposed old laptop with an operating system on it that makes fucking sense and that I have hardened and locked down. And I explained all of that in, uh, well, a somewhat recent episode. Um, I think it was around new year of 2022 that I did the episode talking about my implementation of windows seven. Um, and, and, and I'll, I'll put my implementation of windows seven, like as far as hardiness against many a machine, certainly many a modern one, because again, I know what I'm doing with the software and I know what I'm doing in my own head as far as best practices. Again, this is, this is so key. This is such a key point to bring up privacy, having privacy, on your devices is so much more than using open source software. It is so much more. Now, what I'm going to say, believe me, am I against Linux? By no means. Linux is my main deal. That's my daily driver. Been using Linux since I was a practically since I was a fucking teenager. Okay. No one's arguing against Linux here, but I want to be abundantly clear on this that unless a person engages in best practices, in many ways, it doesn't matter what operating system they're using. Getting a bunch of people to switch over to Linux, but then they're still fucking shitty about, you know, uh, app minimalism and account minimalism, as in they don't engage in those things, along with other best practices. It's not going to change shit. It's not going to secure, you know, the grand network that is the big bad Internet that we're all connecting to. It's not going to happen.
Now, Chrome OS, fuck Google, but Chrome OS is a far more hardened and part of its security comes from its simplicity. Okay, so I approve of a lot of people jumping on top of Chrome OS. I think even if you're somebody who's very knowledgeable when it comes to security, um, you know, cybersecurity, privacy, and so on, I still think there can be a place for a Chromebook in your workflow, especially if you work a nine to five job, because it's far better for you to, to completely separate your work life away from everything else that you do and doing so with, you know, with a Chromebook is a, is a fine, fine thing in my opinion. Um, and that speaks to the other part where I think this totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you have schools, you have, you know, all kinds of, uh, dare I say markets out there where, you know, taking old think pads or whatever else and slapping Chrome OS flex on them and making them more modern machines that can just keep getting reused makes all the fucking sense in the world, especially with an operating system that is far more secure than windows is by a long shot. Um, and as far as out of the box does a far better job than most, not all, all right, let me phrase it this way, than many popular Linux distros. How about that? Okay. Again, we're not talking about open BSD here. Different story, right? Uh, <laughs> and of course that's not Linux, but regardless in the world we live in right now, practically there is a place for this and it is actually a fine and dandy thing and something that I would recommend, you know, uh, uh, get taken advantage of. So I, it's the right move. Unfortunately, I think it's for all the wrong reasons. You know, it's really just a, just to stave off, you know, uh, uh, I mean, maybe it's a way to get, yeah, again, it's all the wrong reasons because maybe it's a way to get more users of Chrome OS, you know, by, by Google that looks good to investors because they can't like, they literally can't produce enough Chromebooks, uh, you know, to, to meet their goals or whatever else. I, I know that that's part of that. Again, this is staving off the church paternal growth, but this is really a big reason that this is happening comes down to, uh, supply chain issues straight up. And I mean, the supply chain issues are nefarious and, um, you know, also branches out of many degrees of stupidity in a lot of different places. Um, but you know, Chrome OS flex is a not stupid B not. I don't think it's nefarious. I mean, yeah, again, okay. It's Google. You don't want to touch it. Blah, blah. I fucking hear you. Okay. I fucking hear you <laughs> again, th but this gets into another area where it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to make it easy for them either. I understand that. But at the same time, much as I have talked about in recent episodes, um, I also hope you're not using an Android phone and don't give me crap about, well, but I have lineage OS or I have this, or I have that, you know, if you're anyway, I've talked about it on previous episodes. I, I, I don't want to go back down, back down that road. Okay. Um, but we're seeing right now, we are seeing the cracks in the system and privacy. Again, privacy is a very real, important, necessary thing for many reasons. All right. This one's about security and I applaud the move in this direction. Okay. Because most of the operating systems out there do not a like, okay, fuck the cloud. I hate the cloud. The cloud is what people have to cloud computing is what people have to deal with, you know, today. 
All right. So having operating systems that at their core of development are cloud, you know, I guess you could say cloud first, even though, again, Chrome OS isn't really cloud first anymore, but where security is at the heart of it and, and, you know, somewhat cloud first, or at least knowing that it's going to fucking connect to the internet and all this Chrome OS is doing security right in a million ways in that kind of world. Is that what I want? No, that is not the world that I want, but the world that I want computers don't even really talk to each other. <laughs> okay. Or at least not, not, not consumer PCs and whatever else. Um, but that again, that that's a completely different conversation, but in the world we live in, this is actually a really cool. And like I said, good thing. Fuck Google, but this is a good thing. Again, I tested it out on the L203 MA, which the L203 has, that has four gig of Ram, has a 64 gig EMMC, uh, you know, onboard storage, um, you know, 11 inch screen, right? 720p. I mean, like there's really nothing special about it, but I mean, it cooked with <laughs> like, I, I mean, the browsing, everything just moved so fast. Um, when I put uh, Chrome OS flex on it and I don't really anticipate, uh, switching out of that. Like, like I think I want to leave it there partly because, okay, it's easy for me to test with. The other part is like, you know, I have other machines that, that run Fedora and whatever. So to have something that's already certified and good to go, um, with Chrome OS flex. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Um, it also, I mean, you know, and this is the part I'm still waiting to get some clarity on because with Chromebooks, you have a five year update policy as in when you buy it or when you get your, when it, you know, whatever, when it gets activated, you have five years of updates, um, you know, for the hardware that you buy. And this would seem to exist outside of that, uh, which that there's, there's interesting possibilities to pull from that, uh, when it comes to Chrome OS as in, you know, could they get beyond the, those, the five-year updates? I would argue not just because the Google play store kind of changes everything. But if it's not a Chrome, if it's not a Chrome, uh, a Chromebook or Chrome OS Flex device that, um, you know, that do, if it doesn't use the Google Play Store, I don't see why it can't keep getting, uh, you know, kind of the stock Flex updates. So, you know, I, I, again, we'll see what happens, you know, years down the line. And I'm curious to see more of what this looks like when it gets out of early access. Um, but ultimately, Windows is you know, just, just downright, or at least windows eight and up is downright harmful. Okay. To both the internet ecosystem, um, as well as I would argue, you know, to people's sanity, uh, at large. And so, you know, to have something that comes in and really fixes a lot of the problems, uh, in fact, hell, you know, you say, Oh, Stallion, what about gaming PCs? Steam, they, at the, at a recent Google event, they, they brought, I mean, and I'm talking like a week ago, um, they brought up, they said, yes, yeah, Steam's coming into, uh, or coming out of alpha on specific Chromebooks now. So Chromebooks can become game or already are, some already are, are full on gaming machines. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the, the idea that windows can finally die, um, please, <laughs> like, you know, or at the very least, like force, you know, and I've predicted this from a long time and even Microsoft engineers and come out and said it was a possibility over the years, uh, force Microsoft's hand into turning windows, you know, making it open source. Um, 
you know, and, and just like, like it's already so much, not a part of Microsoft's bread and butter, like just let it go and just like fucking give it to the community already. And, and, let it be. But cause you know, again, cause I use windows seven and I'm like, Oh fuck, this is great. This is how an operating system is meant to be. And I can get this done and this done and this done and this done, you know, and, and, and all of that. And it's, it's awesome. But windows hasn't been that for 10 years at least. So Chrome OS swooping in and fucking up windows and, you know, just like de- just destroying that market. Great. Okay. Uh, do I want Linux to really do that? Sure. Uh, you know, I'd like Linux to do that as well. But like I said, the hard reality that we have to face in 2022 is that privacy is not even about really software anymore. It's a part of it, but it's not really, you know, a part of software anymore. And there's so many things being developed, you know, uh, that, that are trying to be, that are going to be baked into, uh, the worldwide web. Um, Oh man, <laughs> like you're going to, you're going to, it's going to be a hard argument to say, oh yeah, I'm going to go online and somehow claim that, that you, you have privacy. Like no, no fucking way. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so if you're going to go online, you might as well do it with, and especially if you, you know, again, aren't so tech savvy, might as well do, do it with something that out of the box um, is a lot more secure than most of the competition. Um, and also I think this is just great that it can be, you know, that we, we can, you know, finally do something with, um, you know, with all those old Macs because Apple's not doing anything with them. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a great thing. Um, and I, look, I know there are Linux distros that are trying to be this like elementary OS and, you know, some of the other ones. And I, like, I, I completely applaud, uh, those moves, but, my concern has always been with a lot of those distros and a lot of those projects is a lot of times they're hobbies for, you know, brilliant developers. I'm not denigrating anybody here. Okay. But a lot of times they're hobbies. Sometimes they become a business despite themselves and then things implode and whatever, you know, again, speaking in a very practical, here we are in this world that we exist in, you know, having Google's, uh, development power and frankly purchase power, you know, behind it. Uh, yeah, like I have from a security standpoint, not a privacy standpoint, from a security standpoint, I have a lot more confidence, um, in this. And it's something that, you know, if somebody said, Hey, my computer's dying or whatever, um, I would totally, you know, say like, no, don't go out and buy a new windows machine or anything like that. Let's see if we can get Chrome OS flex going on there. Um, and you know, this, again, this might surprise people I've recommended to people to even in the past year, buy a Chromebook, you know, like, okay, what do you do on a computer? You check your email, you do this. In fact, your email's already Gmail. So you already have a Google account. They're already scanning through all that, you know, like, what do you do? Okay. A Chromebook makes sense for you. You know, because not everybody gives a fucking shit about having, you know, uh, um, like their computer being the center of their life or, you know, whatever. I totally, totally get that. Uh, so Chromebooks absolutely have a place. Um, and Chrome OS Flex, I think, really has a place. And I think it, it's a great project, uh, you know, to, or it, it's a great product frankly, to have out there and to take advantage of. And it might be something if you're in IT, if, you know, you're, I don't know, whatever, if there's some kind of institution or organization that you're a part of, um, where you have some sway in what can be done, uh, technically this doesn't cost anything. 
hook it up, man. <laughs> you know, for, for an organization, I think it's a, it's a great, great thing. So, all right. Um, you, you know, again, a less tech savvy organization, right? So, all right, that's it for this Sovereign Short. Uh, Chrome OS Flex link is in the show notes if you want to check out more about that. But I am impressed. And uh, like I said earlier, like it worked brilliantly on my L203. Um, and if you want to get your hands on one of those, let me tell you, they also make great Tails OS machines. Give it a shot and great Linux machines. And you can get them for a song. So we'll wrap it up with that. I will see all of you woo, on the other side.